Hey everyone, welcome back to Megan's Old Office. My name is J.D. Gorlad. I'm the senior pastor here at Dundee Presbyterian Church in Omaha, Nebraska. And once again, I'm joined... You just won't go away. I am like a bad penny. Ladies and gentlemen, the great uh, Keith Holmes, the director of Children's and Family Ministry here at Dundee Presbyterian Church. The great Keith How can Holmes. I miss you if you won't go, go away? We're also, we're also joined by our mutual good friend, our producer, our engineer... Jonathan Mueller. Jonathan, did you get, did Santa Claus bring you guys everything that you wanted? Oh, very much. It was oh. a wonderful Christmas. What about you, Keith? I I can't thank you enough, JD, for the wonderful gift of two dozen cinnamon rolls. Oh, the whole, oh, the, whole the, the whole staff, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, he must so have good. must oh, have been baking sh- for hours that they yeah. to give us each two dozen cinnamon they're, rolls as our Christmas gift. What you're watching is these two trying to guilt me into uh, get, doing fulfilling that order. Yeah. I, for I, I am blessed by the fact that you love. Exactly right. So that's that's they, I'm honored. You know, he 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 modestly oftentimes tells us that he makes the best cinnamon rolls. I'm very in humble. The world. I'm just it's, telling. It ain't it, bragging it, if you it, back it up, people. <laughs> it ain't bragging if you back it up. And so we we all want. We mm. all love actually, not just one, but we love to get. You're not his cinnamon rolls. Y- these guys are. What you're watching is them begging for something that I haven't delivered yet, and I'm I'm too tired. Okay? Oh, you've been tired. working. You've been working hard for your too family. Because I'll bet you ten to one your family had oh, cinnamon rolls. We're all fifteen pounds heavier than. <laughs> all right, well, let's get into it. That's good. That's a good intro. Uh, uh, according to Jonathan, he got all the Christmas presents he wanted. That's right, and, and I got go. cinnamon rolls. I find that hard to believe. All yeah. right, uh, what are we doing today, uh, Keith? What we are, we are reading from the Book of John, and we are talking about none other than Jesus Himself. We're going to talk a little bit about Jesus and the and what John has written about him. And I think you said it once before that John really just comes in with a fantasia view of the gospels, right? right. You have the three, the other three guys, very nuts and bolts, very, this right. happened, that happened, this happened. And John, John really points it out. So from the very beginning, we're going to see some, some not, not, um, nuts and bolts, but more right. ethereal. It, and, it, and Exactly. And, it's a beautiful and, passage. Absolutely. But what I really want you guys to concentrate on now is I want you to listen for some words, because I want you to be thinking, what do these words mean to you? And the words that I want you to listen to, five words, listen for it. The word no. As in knowledge. As in knowledge. The word accept, as in to to take it from someone to receive it and because the second the third word is receive mm-hmm. so it's to to know accept receive believe and the final word i want you to hear to listen for is born and think about what those me- words mean what do those words mean to you as i read them in the context of this passage from john we're reading from john 1 verses 1 through 5 and then 10 through 18 so here we go In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. He was in the world, and the world came into being through Him yet the world did not know him. 
he came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God the only Son who is close to the Father's heart who has made him known. Yeah, that's good wow is right. Stuff. Yeah, it's it's so it's so lyrical. It's so beautiful. And when I say it's like a Fantasia thing, I mean I I'm referring to that the the Disney classic, right. which is just this uh, great work of art of of uh, animation. Right. Uh, but I don't. You know, I want to be careful there because I'm I feel guilty because I feel like I'm kind of belittling the gospel. Well, but, there you go. Yeah, you but, can't don't com- don't compare the gospel to Disney. Right. Compare Disney to the gospel. Right. Right. I, right Let's exactly. Get it straight away. Here. But as you said, you know, the the beginnings of the other three gospels it's, are are very nuts and bolts. This right. happened here. Here's and they even give some dates as to when John is not interested. He's interested in these just huge powerful images of light and dark and glory the exactly. glory of god and, all this and stuff. the and darkness this that... image of color splashing all around oh and, yeah and it's like he's the, describing a great artist creating a great painting and what would right. that be like to, to to sit there and watch rembrandt at work how would you describe you know yeah. what he's doing or yeah, i'm just pulling out well, rembrandt well, but sure. i could use a Anyone, lot of i think of jackson pollock just the, <laughs> that but the emotion of you know those the, i mean there's that movie i know that it's out there and you watch you watch the actor who plays him just the anger or the rage or the 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 the, the sadness in in the way and people it, it actually conveyed it those paintings that look like you know, something uh, we always tease. Something my kindergartner could have right. done, you know, or right. a preschooler could have done. But there's a way you can see it. You can pick it out in some of the there's way. There's a the design. There's, there's a purpose exactly. there that we only see when the whole thing is done. And, yep. and I feel like that's what John is doing here. And I, yep. I, I want to pause on this. We'll get into it because you ask a great question. We'll get into it. But, but you know, in order to appreciate John, you have to appreciate that what he sees and what he's excited about. And he's excited about the fact that that God, with the birth of Jesus, with the coming of Jesus into our world, God is doing this spectacular movement to the work of art that he was already creating. And there's there's stuff splashing around. And just yeah. enjoy that is exactly. what John is saying. Yeah. You know, recognize that, celebrate that. And, uh, and so it's a strange reading. Yep. It's beautiful. It's lyrical. It's it's just fantastic. It, but it also is it makes cause you to say, what what is this? Right. What's going? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure I get this. There. But let's get back to your so, yeah. opening question. So the question: What do the what, so in the in context here? What does it mean to know? Because it says he came to what was his own, and his own people. Oh wait, I went too far. 
Um, that was the accept one. Right. Yeah. It starts Sorry. in verse 10. Sorry. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. There it is. There he came is. to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. So here we see all five of those words that you right that you there. bring up, and they're all easy words. Yeah. They're all words that we use all the time. And yet, in a sense, they're not easy words, are they? Because they're just filled with m- meaning. Let's go through the five words again. No. No, as in knowledge. Accept. Accept. Receive, believe, and born. What do the, each of these words mean to to, to you? Uh, do you want to take? Well, a stab all right, at it? I'll take knowledge. Or what word of yeah. those of, of those stand out to you? I think the ones that the ones that stand out are the one that stands out the most is received. To mm-hmm. me, it's receive because again, it comes back to something that that I I, I know. There we go. There's another one I know, which God conveys in his word, which is it is a gift. He talks about grace upon grace. We receive Christ. We accept Christ and and therefore receive him. But we don't innately seek him out because we don't know him. Yes. And so, so when you look at those words, receive to me is the pinnacle because it is really... You you don't know him, but if you accept him and receive him, then you believe and you are born into his family. It's fascinating so, how what John John does with these words: know, accept, receive, believe. Those first four. Right. Let's concentrate on that. The first two, know and accept, are really in the negative form. You know, they did not know him. They did not accept him. Right. And then it shifts positive to. The last three words, receive, believe, born. And believe is a clarification of receive. You you focus in on the word receive, and it, it's to everyone who received him, and then he quickly clarifies, who believed in his name. So he's taking receive, and he's saying, okay, this is how you receive. Right. You receive by believing. There you go. Okay, so... Uh, they, he came to his own. They didn't know him. They were unwilling to accept him. They didn't accept him. But to all who who received him, believed in his name. If you read the Gospel of John, this is it. it John presents Jesus as is this guy who says these very strange things, and there's people all around him all the time that are always struggling to understand what is this guy talking about. Yep. But John keeps coming back to you know to to send us the message of. All you got to do is just believe, just accept. Just he starts right here, and it's stitched all the way through the entire gospel. And then he, then he, John dares to step out and say, use the word "born," mm-hmm. you know, which is the real thing here. You have to be born anew, born of the Spirit. Of course, that gets developed in the conversation with Nicodemus, right. Famously in chapter but, three, and, and in context too, family. Is, was a lot different than family today. I think we see we family was it. I mean, if you were the firstborn in Israel, you oh, received yeah, everything. You know, right there, right? You you received the half half of your father's belongings, and the rest of the kids, no matter how many, had to split the other half. You got the big portion of it, but you were a part of a family. You were in with a group of people that you knew loved you no matter what, took care of you, and everything. So 
the idea, the concept of being born into his family, into the family of God, not, not by blood, not by the will of man, or, or, or but by the will of God. Right. Not by our own achievement, not right. by our own ade- doing. And that's why I say receive is so important to me in that sequence is because it's nothing we did. There was no blood or man, will of man involved whatsoever. Right. It was, we received that. I like that word. I, I like you focusing on that. It begs the question of what does that mean for us? What does it mean to receive? Receive, believe. Uh does it, you know, it seems to me so simple and yet so difficult. This is my first reaction to you right. saying that. Of, is it just me saying, you know, okay, you know, we talked about Mary last yeah. time and, and how she just said, well, okay, let it be unto me as according to your word. As you have said, Gabriel, uh, she receives this. She right. believes receives. Um, in one sense, it's so... It's so simple. It requires so little energy. And yet, because we're human beings, it's so incredibly difficult. We get in our own way. Yeah. We make it much more complicated than it needs right. to be. You know, I, I'm recalling C.S. Lewis, who is just, of course, this fantastic Christian author, and he receives Christ in the story, and I think you're familiar with it. He was he was riding along with his brother on a on a motorcycle with one of those sidecars, which, by the yeah. way, I would love to do sometime. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I don't want you driving. I'll see what it costs you know, to get a sidecar put on my but motorcycle. He, he's riding yeah. in the sidecar, and they go into a tunnel, and one, he said, on one side of the tunnel, before we went into the tunnel, I wasn't a believer. On the other side, when we got to the other side, I was. That was his conversion. Okay, wait a minute. It, it, can it be that simple? Where obviously somewhere in that sidecar, riding along through that tunnel, you just said, he just. It's like he almost yeah. just let go and and released and said, "All right, I'm in." Right. You know, and yeah. it is that simple. It it, it is, just, but it's also so hard. It's very hard to let go because to receive the gift of salvation. You have to take out of your hands your own plans, your own life. We talked again about that last week. You To receive a gift, you need a hand free mm-hmm. or two hands free, depending on the size of the gift. The, yeah. do, the two dozen cinnamon rolls you got me, or, <laughs> I needed both hands. Stop. <laughs> Seriously, though, to receive a gift, you have to have empty hands. So that means you have to empty your hands of all of your plans and all of your thoughts to receive what God has got going, what has got planned for you, what God is going to give you, and that's the salvation. Because until you until you realize, I can't save myself, there's nothing I can do for me, I therefore put down my works, I put down my stuff, and I reach out and I receive that gift. Along those lines, that's great stuff. Along those lines, the, the other word, the first word that you pointed out was the word know, yeah. as in knowledge. Yep. And here in verse 10 it says, he was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. Talk about an all-encompassing phrase. You know? yeah. The entire world <laughs> didn't, know. Didn't, didn't know him. Everything came into being through him. The, the world came into being through Jesus Christ, and then when Jesus came into the world, they didn't know him. This is not really, how is that possible? And right? yet it's, it, it, it really is true. How is it possible for us, all the whole world, that came into being through Jesus Christ, you as you sit here, us as we sit here doing this podcast, came into being through him, and yet we don't know him? Why is that? Well, we can say a lot of things about how... You know, we fill our heads with so many things that we don't even recognize the one who brought us into into yep, being. Into existence. Uh, that we, you know, as great and what a great capacity we have for knowledge and to attain knowledge. Um, 
you know, we also have a great uh, uh, capacity to to not notice the and not know that which is is most important to know. Right? Isn't that what he's saying here? Yep, absolutely. He's saying that. Yeah, we. You know, I I I think back to what John was saying. Um, John the Baptist was saying, "I did not know him." Right. And this is the guy that jumped in the womb of his mother when when. Just Mary came into up. a presence yeah. of right. Mary, and, right? And so, and and yet he did not know him. And so, I think, yeah, John is definitely establishing. And you know what? What is John establishing in the first five verses? In these first few verses, that Jesus is the Word, right. is God, and his. We just didn't know it. One of the things that we talk about when we talk about the, uh, you know, when you go to seminary and you hang out with a bunch of, uh, of uh, theology nerds like oh, us, yeah. uh, is that is the, it was what's called the high Christology of 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 John. That's what always jumps out. What that means is this just this high sense of who Christ really is. Now, John is he, he was a disciple of, of Jesus. He would affirm the fact that Jesus is a fully human, is a right. human being uh, who was John's friend and with whom John was in relationship and is, is a disciple and followed him around. John would be the first to affirm, yeah, Jesus really lived. Jesus really is full human man, walked the earth. But the focus of John is that, that Jesus, pardon me, <clears throat> is fully divine. Right. He wants to concentrate and point our attention to to the divinity of, of of Jesus. The other gospel writers, and I'm not putting them down, they're going to bless us by emphasizing the humanity of Jesus, the right. compassion uh, uh, ability to, of Jesus to connect with human beings because of his humanity. Uh, it's John that really lifts our gaze to to the full divinity of, of who Jesus is. Uh, that's what he's wanting and I us think, to see, and it's needed. It's it's absolutely necessary for John to be John to be pointing us in that direction. Because if we only had the the worldly view, and I don't mean it's the worldly view, but the the nuts and bolts view, I guess that's what we're calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, it would miss. We might miss the divinity of Christ, and I think this is so important that John starts this out. He doesn't start with three wise men and a star, baby in a manger. He starts out at the beginning, right. the very beginning, because Jesus was always with God. Right. And and again, we go back to that, what does eternity look, going looking back to God always was? Well, Jesus was right there with him always. The word abide comes to mind. Abide is a great organization here in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. We've had great p- partnership with them. Uh, doing great work in North uh, Omaha, uh, led mm-hmm. by uh, Ron Doltzler and his son Josh Doltzler now, and and many other great people. But the, and they call themselves abide. Yeah. And abide is a great word. Uh, it's a great biblical word. And I think even though that word does not pa- show up in this passage that we read here, uh, it is it, it is within this passage because John portrays Jesus is is abiding with God the Father is all is one with the Father that's a message that comes through the gospel of John over and over oh, and yes. over again the other gospel writers uh, portray Jesus truthfully uh, accurately mm-hmm. as coming into our world 
at a certain point in time. John says, wait, before everything else, I want to show that Jesus was is always with God, that everything came into... He wants to emphasize the divinity. Right. Again, the high Christology of Christ. He wants us to be amazed by how great Jesus Christ is. How do you do that just with words? I think John does a great job of, of, of doing that. But the question is, are we going to read through this fantastic yeah. lyrical... Uh, yep. Passage, and are we just going to say, Skip. "Well, where does the action? Where does he turn water into wine?" There you, you go. Get, let's get to the, the good other stuff. three guys this were talking about stuff, it. Keith, yep. and this is the good stuff. Yep. Right. And, and I say that not, and I'm not putting down the fantastic story of the wise men coming or the no. shepherds and angels. Those are fantastic too. But John says, "Wait a minute! If we don't say this, we're really missing out. We're not right. telling the story." But it's necessary. It's necessary f to have the wise men and the camels and the star and the and the manger and, and the census and everything else, because that puts it into context uh, of time and sure, space and valuable. everything. Right. But I, I think you're absolutely right. The fact that John just says, but that's great. But Jesus was always there. He, he abided with the Father. I love that word, too. Um, you know, he was in perfect relationship. The, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit were in perfect relationship. Didn't need to create. Right. We're, we were completely unnecessary. Right. And yet they chose to do it. He, God chose to to show his love by creating us to, to love him back and to, to see that perfect relationship and know what harmony is. And yet somehow we messed it up. Right. And so didn't, didn't need to create us, but yeah, did, but didn't need to redeem us, but did, didn't need to, to include us for eternity in his kingdom, but when does and, and, and will, yep. uh, and, and, and does, uh, yeah, absolutely. Great, uh, great stuff all, all around. Uh, from from that, uh, one of the things that I'm going to point out to everybody here, and this is uh, Eugene Peterson, uh, I'm gonna, who is a great. Oh, we're we're, we're both a great. Quoting apparently. Yeah, no, we're a great. No. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't no. spring this on you, but no. Keith and I are both great great fans of Eugene Peterson, who who passed the last year, mm -hmm. and um, uh, he his translation, the message, which many of you are familiar. Uh, he said, you know, it says in our, our uh, Bibles, it says the word became flesh and lived among us. Uh, it was Eugene Peterson that translated. I love him. Uh, yeah, he's, he translated that the word became flesh and set up shop. Set up shop you know, in the shut, hood. Shut, shut up shop in our neighborhood. Yep. And uh, this is something that, you know, that John is trying to say. He's saying both the greatness of the divinity of, of Christ, and yet let's quickly point out, John is seeming to say that this divinity didn't stay far off. Right, it didn't stay off, stay far off in some, you know, cloud kingdom away from us. Right. He's it, not it, an old man on a throne on a cloud, sitting on a cloud. Right, it's active, it's intervening, yeah. it's coming into our world, and it's happy to do so. It's mm. it's tabernacling, uh, to borrow the Hebrew phrase, Ooh. or or setting up shop. Uh, uh, you know, coming into the neighborhood uh, in our, in our midst. John is reacting. Uh, joyfully to 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 both the divine aspects of God, and yet also of of Christ, and yet also the fact that in Christ God comes into our world in 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 the flesh, and He wants us to get excited about that. Uh, you know, and you bounce that off the story of the the manger and and Mary and Joseph in Bethlehem. You know, that's that's where the the gospels meet, is because it's like they talked the nuts and bolts, but now John is saying that little baby was the word. Right. And he 
left his kingdom and he came and he dwelled, he tabernacled, set up shop, lived with us. And man, I'm sorry, I get excited about that because uh, no. God sent his own one and only son. God himself came and lived among us. Absolutely. And and so here's our Megan's Old Office episode right after Christmas. And it's we're doing it here because Christmas is not just about the nuts, as you've called it, the nuts and yeah. bolts of, you know, he born in the mangers, born in Bethlehem during this time, yeah. uh, star in the sky. Those things are in, are important. John doesn't want us to get away, and this is why we're talking about it, because we don't want you to get away from Christmas or have Christmas get away from you without noticing and, and celebrating the, the miracle of, of what this is, the, the awesome beauty of what this is, of the beauty of what God has done, that, that Christ has come into the world always with God, always one with the Father, has, has put on human flesh and in, in, in come into our world. What are we celebrating about Christmas? Are we celebrating the fact that we're all together as a family, opening presents and going to worship and singing all the familiar songs? That's great. That's worth celebrating. Oh, yeah. John was like, John wants to say, time out. Let's all take five minutes to spend, you know, some time thinking about the awesome thing, as you pointed out, that God did that didn't have to happen. Didn't. He did not have to do this, mm-hmm. and yet he did. He's excited about that. I'm excited about that. I think that he ended up, that he came and dwelled among us, and, and, and I think that fits so well with those first five verses in John where we see that Jesus was the word, he was, and that all things came into being through him and nothing was made that would, did not come through him. And yet he still came and dwelt with us as a baby in a, in a food trough in a little backwater town. And again, I we go back to that, the whole, I, I think what's shaping up in my mind is the theme of this. And that is the surprise, the, 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 the surprise of God in our lives. He, he, he doesn't do it the way we think it should be done. He doesn't do it um, according to our plan. He does it. He comes in and he stirs the pot and he just, and it's surprising. Right. And, and we didn't create this. I mean, there's been philosophers over time who have yeah. said, you know, uh, he, God is just a creation of human beings, yeah. uh, the human beings creating God. Uh, if God didn't exist, uh, human beings would have had to invent some, some philosopher uh, says would have to invent God. Uh, I think John's description here proves that, that and declares that this relationship, this existence is, is God coming into our world, God doing this, God building this. This is not something that, that human beings, even on their best day, could have written. Human yeah. beings are capable of cranking out some really good stories, and yeah. I can give you lots of authors who have, but this is this story, I would argue, is something that that uh, we would have never been able to right. make up. It's just well, too, too, too much, it, and John it, points that out. We're here 2,000 years later talking about it, I don't remember any other book written around the time that these books were written that I'm talking about right. in any way, shape, or form, in a, certainly in a podcast. You exactly. Know? Now, so. let me, let's get you out of here with this. we just got a couple minutes left. Keith, I want to ask you, I'm going to read this verse to you. I'm going to okay. ask you this question. Put you on the spot. Ooh. This is not part of the plan. Uh, you weren't expecting you're, you're, this. You're magnifying God. God thank you. you. I yeah. am. Uh, I'm going to ask you, what in what ways do you see his glory? But I want to read a verse for first. Right. And I'm asking everybody out there who's listening, in what ways do you see his glory? Because in verse 14 it says, the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory. The glory as of a father's only son, 
full of grace and truth. We have seen his glory. How do you see his glory? In what ways do you see his glory? I think, I think, you know, I touched on it briefly, but I, I, I love the fact that he gave up heaven. He gave up his throne, and he came, and he was born. He wasn't born in a, in a, in a palace. He wasn't un, inaccessible. And, and to me, that's the glory of God because he, he wants relationship with everyone. But not everyone is going to accept that relationship, right. receive it, because we don't know him. Right. We have to be willing to receive that relationship. And so the glory of me, to me, yes, it's it's this bold, beautiful, creative God that that spoke things into existence. But the glory of God can also be in a very personal way, something that he did, which is made himself accessible. He, he entered our world in such a way that nobody has an excuse to turn away. It's interesting, and it's a great answer. I, as you were talking, I was like, what's, what's more glory? What, what has more glory? I mean, I can, I can see the glory of God in creation. I can see sure. the glory of God when I think about the sun and the stars in the sky or the Grand Canyon or different aspects of creation that are just beautiful. You were down in, in Africa, and you saw, yeah. what was it, Victoria Falls? Oh, it, yeah. In, in, you, was... you couldn't shut him up when that... he got back from Africa. Yeah, it was something he was, else. Well, I mean, did you see the glory of God? There? Absolutely. 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 Then, so then... To me, you were talking about you see the glory of God in the fact that God comes into, didn't leave us alone, comes into our world. See the glory of God also in the fact that he, he forgives me of my sin. Mm. He, 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 he wants relationship with me so much that he forgives my sin. But what's more easy to see, what's more obvious, the, the glory of God in Victoria Falls or the Grand Canyon or in what he does in my life? Yeah. I think John would say the greatest glory is what he's done in your life. Absolutely. The fact that he's forgiven your sin and he's given you the gift of eternal life. And yet you can fly to Africa to see Victoria Falls and you fly to different places to see these great acts of creation. You can only see the great glory that is the forgiveness of your sins. And it's a greater glory oh, than anything yeah. else. You can only see, you can't fly there. You can only do it by believing. Yep. Believing, and that brings us back Believing, accepting, receiving, yeah. being born. You, you, can, you can travel to see the glory of God in different corners of the word, yep. world, but the greatest glory is what God did in your life. Amen. And the Amen. only way that's going to happen is if you... If you believe, receive. Yep. You believe know. and receive. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, man, we're all already there. Oh, can you believe we're it? done. It's time to go get lunch. Ooh. What's on the menu? Thanks for joining us today at Megan's Old Office. We'll uh, be coming back uh, to you with more episodes in January. Yeah. Uh, so uh, be looking for us uh, uh, here uh, at Megan's Old Office. We'll see you then. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Megan's Old Office. Brought to you by Dundee Presbyterian Church. Please like, subscribe, and share so you and your friends can keep up with us every time we post. You can learn more about us and our church at dpcomaha.org. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash dpcomaha or on Instagram at Megan's Old Office. You can contact us through email at megansoldoffice at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening today. We truly appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.